so as I said, it's it's been a weird and an unusual week, uh, but here we are, um, and uh, we are talking this morning, continuing to talk um, about what it means for us to tell the story. Um, good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, and uh, as we talk about it, we have talked some about how God's story is our story. Uh, we have talked some about um, how this story meets us who we are, where we are. Um, but now today, I want to turn our attention to uh, the story that we share. Uh, and I love the way that Paul talks about it. Here in Romans, he talks about it, and he also talks about it in uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, that we are a body, uh, and that when it comes to your body, we don't get to say that, you know, one person is the only one that's suffering. That when any part of the body is suffering, we're all suffering. So you can't say, oh, I just was working on a project in my backyard and I was hammering away and I hit my thumb, but it's okay because it's just my thumb. If my thumb hurts, I hurt everywhere, right? And the same is true with the body of Christ. And we're seeing it now as we talk about this crisis, this health crisis, this this danger that we're all facing. For many of us, it's easy to say, the chances are that I won't get sick. The chances are that my family won't get sick. The chances are that we're basically healthy, that we're making the smart decisions, that we're doing the things that we need to do to keep us safe. And statistically, we're in pretty good shape. So what is there to be worried about? But what Paul says is that we weep with those who weep and we rejoice with those who rejoice. I think during the middle of this crisis, we can also say is we are at risk with those who are at risk. We are vulnerable with those who are vulnerable. We have people in our community who are working in the hospitals every day, who are coming in counter and face-to-face and and hand-to-hand with people who have this disease. We're at risk with them. We have people in our community who are elderly, who have compromised immune systems. And so we make decisions not for me, for my basically healthy family that isn't at risk, but we make decisions for all of us. And we think about how we can make decisions for the most at-risk people in our community that will keep them safe. Jesus, in that great story in Matthew 18, where he welcomes the children and he says, whoever welcomes one of these, the the least of these, welcomes them in my name. Then he goes on to say, whoever causes one of these little ones to stumble would be better that a stone were tied around their neck and they were thrown into a lake. And we all said, thanks be to God, together. Imagine, what does it look like when we begin to make decisions based on the people who are most vulnerable that we know, 
based on the people who are most at risk that we know. As we talk about this story of God, what it does is it makes each of us a part of the story together. That my story is tied to your story. And when I talk about the work that God is doing in the world, it has to include the work that God is doing through you. And so I begin to have to make decisions about how can I love and serve in a way that loves and serves you? How can I use the gifts that God has given me in a way that helps you grow in your faith? And at the same time, the thing that we're seeing right now is it doesn't all depend on Pastor David. That each of us is in a different place and has different gifts. And so even though we're not gathered in worship at Spirit of Joy Lutheran Church today, we are still gathered as Spirit of Joy Lutheran Church uh, we are still gathered as a community, each of us with our own gifts. And some of you are in places where you can serve people that we could never reach out of the church building that we share. So we turn and we reach, and we reach out to our neighbors. We serve the people who are in front of us every day with the gifts that we have. I bet you, you have in your physical neighborhood people who may not be able to get out and shop. And so when you go make a run to the grocery store for yourself, because we know you're going to have to, uh, we're all going to run out of food at some point, maybe you ask them, hey, Mary living next door, do you need me to pick up anything when I go? I'm going anyway. You don't have to be at risk. Maybe you've got friends on your contact list that you can reach out and call and say, I know that you are stuck at home by yourself. I want you to know that even though you're by yourself, you are not alone. I'm here for you and you're a part of my community. We each have different gifts. And this is an opportunity for the church to be the church in the world. This is an opportunity for us to begin to live out the truth that we have said all along, that Sunday morning is not the only or the most important place that we are church. The most important place that we are church is when we live our lives faithful to who God has called us to be. It's a lot going on for us. You might be worried. You're not worried alone. You might not be worried, and that's okay, too. Wherever you're at today, know this. You might be by yourself, but you are not alone. You are supported by a great cloud of witnesses. Myself, the 45 other people on the video right now, the hundred and 30 people in the congregation of Spirit of Joy Lutheran Church. The people in your neighborhood who are alone in their homes too. You are not alone. We are in this together. We are better together. And even outside of the church, outside of our Sunday morning gathering, we are going to continue to do the work that God has called us to do. To share God's story and God's love as one body of Christ around the world 
wherever God has planted us. Amen.